G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. Coming up today on The Story. I was at my desk, I just quietly sitting there thinking about it and I said, look, I really, I remember saying to God and, and telling God, I really want to know you. How do I do that? And I just filled in my heart at the time. You just got to ask God into your heart. You just got to ask him to come. And that's what I did that night. And I remember the tangible presence of God in that room that night. The Story. The story. G'day, I'm Jimmy Colfax. Welcome to The Story. Well, Steve Kennedy is originally from Baronia Park in Sydney, but now lives in southeast Queensland. He's a pharmacist who's very involved in his local church and is passionate about seeing people come to the Lord through friendship discipleship. We'll find out what that's all about as Steve has a chat and shares his story with Karen Hunt. Good morning, Steve, and welcome to the show. Good morning, Karen. Steve, tell us about your early years. Baronia Park, Sydney, what memories come to mind? Well, Karen, back in the old days, in the early days, I, I lived in a, a, an old dead-end street, you could say, um, with my, my parents and sister and brother. A time of uh, real happiness, I suppose, when I was younger, you know. Lots of great friends in that street, uh, neighbours looking after each other. I remember uh, mum and dad, if they, were going, if they had to go overseas or something or went away, they, they just sent me to a neighbour's place and I had a great time with them. So it was a real community sort of atmosphere back then in Brony Park. Yeah, it was, it, was, uh, it was really fun. So did your folks go away off? Well, only, you know, their overseas trips occasionally. So this uh, is for a holiday? Just for a holiday. But, of course, we, we went with them as well on occasions and that sort of thing. But mum and dad were, um, they were a hard-working couple, working at a, a delicatessen in Bronya Park. You know, they were always um, involved with the church as well back then, uh, in the Uniting Church. A different era back then. But, um, you know, their, their mum's dad was a minister of the Uniting Church and very much community people, but yet um, still had a lot of times with their kids, a lot of fond memories. You know, really a lovely early childhood. So as a family, were you involved in that local Uniting Church? We were, yeah. Um, that was in Gladesville. Mum and Dad were really involved. Uh, we, I went to Sunday school there when I was young. Uh, my brother Jeff and sister Linda were involved with the youth group. Uh, it was it was a pretty big part of our life when I when I was a lot younger when I was probably around you know five or ten or so years old. Even the soccer club I I belonged to was actually Gladesville Uniting. So even the soccer club was part of that sort of community. So it was very much linked with uh, the community of I suppose at the time faith. A good family upbringing. So other than your soccer, what other things did you enjoy doing back then? I was a, I was a real sporting kid. I loved cricket as well, uh, tennis. I was actually uh, I used to work at the local tennis courts across the road. I remember I used to sweep the courts, earn five dollars a day, and doing the lines of the of the local sand tennis courts. And went to a lot of uh, tennis camps in those days. Uh, Mum and Dad sent me away there just across the road for a week at a time. Met lots of great friends, of course. You know, from the school that I went to was Briony Park Public, and uh, a lot of my good memories of childhood were really or early childhood were, were there with. You know, all my good friends in that in that area. The days we used to roam the streets, and as in in a good way, we used to walk to school and back without too much hassle. Yeah, lots of good memories. Yeah. So, what did you imagine being when you grew up? 
Ah, oh, I think, yeah, I don't know. I didn't really have any, you know, clear ideas, I suppose. Uh, I just wanted to really at that time and, and enjoy... I, I knew I probably wanted to go to uni, and uh, I think mum and dad encouraged that. You know, I always try to work pretty hard at school. But, um, earlier on, I, I, you know, I was a typical kid. I, I suppose I mucked around a little bit at school and primary school, but came to the point in my life, I think even... In, I remember in year six, I said, well, I've got to start working hard now. And funnily enough, my best friend at the time, Joel Russell, got a... Uh, he got ducked to the school in Brody Park, and I got the most improved in year six. So that was pretty interesting. So I knew at that time I had to somehow... Get Get my act together. Even at, it's funny that you know you, you just remember those little times in your head. In order to do things in life, you got to start. You know, you got to work hard. So I remember that. Yeah. Well done. So high school? Yeah, high school. I went to Malvina High School. Um, the transition to high school was a little bit difficult for me. I found it probably hard to socially adapt to the, the high school setting. Um, but I did make some good friends along the way. I suppose for me it was actually the challenge of being part of, finding out who I am, but also being part of a, a bigger group and finding out who you are in that group as well. So that was the challenge of high school for me. Which is a very common challenge for a lot of teenagers, hey, in that period of life. Absolutely. It's quite common. And I think I, I wasn't alone in that. The other flip side of that was I did work quite hard at high school. I was um, quite a studious sort of guy. Um, and I hung around with those guys who were a bit more studious. And um, they were the guys who sort of, yeah, they were quite motivating, I suppose. I knew that if I was going to get ahead, you know, I had to be disciplined in my work. And So was God a part of that season in your life for you personally? God had always was always there in the background for me and I thought about God a lot but I didn't know really what that meant to me then. I think high school gave me more and more questions because it was a little bit difficult for me socially. I really drew inward into myself and I started to question what life's all about. In that little bit of pain I went through, it allowed me to to focus on that. So even in that there was a great benefit if you want to say in being at that place I was at at the time. So you're a thinker? Uh, yeah, sure. I, I think a lot, but I also think with my heart a lot. So whether you want to call that a feeler, I'm not sure, but I remember in high school I went through a lot of emotions. I tried to come to a lot of conclusions probably too quickly, but, you know, I'm glad I, I'm glad I am like that because I wouldn't be the way I am today and the journey I took later on. So where did you go after high school? What did you pursue? Well, I love the science, maths and that type of thing. When I had went to HSC and all that sort of thing, I got a mark to get into pharmacy. And I said, well, I'll, I'd like to pursue that. It was something that was very practical. I could do a job at the end of it. So I did that. I went to Sydney University and did a pharmacy degree there. You know, that going from, from the end of high school to, to uni was another transition, of course. That transition was a little bit different, but I was still dealing with the same sort of things, um, wondering what my place in the world, looking inward a little bit. To be honest, so I was significantly, I suppose, at the time, significantly introverted and at university it really came out a lot more because that's the time when you're coming to more adulthood. So the first couple of years at uh, university was a real struggle but that was a real blessing in disguise to tell you the truth. I really linked with some really good friends and I developed really good you know, long-term friendships and I, I suppose I really understood what friendships meant at, at that point in time in my life and from that it was a platform 
to understanding the deeper things of God. Um, in fact, my best man, a guy called Jeff Sue, you know, I've got to credit him for just being a really good guy. He was going along, I didn't know at the time, but he was going along to a church. He was exploring questions of life and his faith as well. And that, it's that friendship which really turned around things in my life. Um, there were other guys there at the time who weren't so much, but they, they had, I had really you know, great friendships with them. And, you know, it was those friendships that I had which got me through, the, the, I suppose, the last few years of uni. I was able to focus on uni as well, uh, finish off the pharmacy degree. And, uh, you know, at the end of the pharmacy degree, it's quite interesting. This is a really significant part of my life. Uh, my first, you know, I finished the degree, got graduated, and my first they call it a pre-registration year, if you want to call that, where you've you got to work at a place for a year. This is a retail pharmacy down at um, Leichhardt. And uh, the first thing that my boss wanted me to do is to go to a leadership course. And at that time, I'd, I never really thought about leadership, to tell the truth. I was sort of just humming along in life, or, you know, just ambling along in life, and not thinking too much about leadership, that's for sure. But uh, he wanted me to go. Um, so I went to this leadership course, I think it was run by the YMCA, to tell the truth. But it was, a, it was a thing I went to that it was sort of a link to get me to the place where I needed to be with in relationship with God. Um, so I went to this thing, and it, it was all, all about self-love to it. So I thought, how, you know, you're motivating yourself. The speakers there are all about, you know, how you can love yourself more, how you can promote yourself more how you can be great leaders. And I was, you know, sitting there thinking, well, that's all, all great, but there's something missing in that. It's all very right to be loving yourself and being a great leader and having a whole lot of network around your life to, to get somewhere and having this great plan in your life. But what's, what's the source of that? What's the source of your own life to get to do that? And I came back from that camp. I was on a high because those things, sort of things get you on a high anyhow because of the sort of things you do there. I came back after that week and I just fell flat. I just came crashed, if you want to say it, down to the bottom of my, down to the pits, if you want to say, you know, right, the bottom of my emotional level, really depressed and thinking, you know, really coming to the conclusions, saying, well, what is it all about? And so at that time, when I came back, a couple of nights after I came back, I think my friend Jeff rang me up and he, said, he just said to me, very, very plainly, he just said to me on the phone, what about God? You know, we had other things to say that night, but I just went to my room. I was living at home with folks at the time, still. I went to my room, and I just thought about that question, one of the most significant questions, or the most significant question I could, I could probably ask. What about God? What is it all about? What about God? And I remember, with all my memories and all my upbringing in the church... It really didn't make much sense at the time, but at that time, that made sense at that point of time. And I actually was in my room, I was on my desk, and I just, I just quietly sitting there thinking about it, and I said, look, I really, I remember, uh, I remember saying to God and telling God, I really want to know you. How do I do that? And I just feel in my heart at the time, you just got to ask God into your heart. You just got to ask him to come. And that's what I did. That night, back in uh, 1994, around August, I think it was, I asked Jesus to come into my life. And I remember the tangible presence of God in that room that night, the tangible presence of the Holy Spirit. I cried and I, you know, I was, I was very, very much touched and, and I knew that was the turning point. I knew from that point onwards, God was part of me, He was actually in me and, and part of my life. You're listening to The Story. Today, Karen Hunt is chatting with pharmacist Steve Kennedy, who's sharing his life journey. 
We just heard how he became a Christian. Next, we're going to hear more of his story, including how he became passionate about seeing people come to the Lord through friendship discipleship. That and more when we return. The Story If this program has highlighted something you'd like prayer for, we'd love to pray for you. Call 1-800-PRAY-FOR-ME. That's 1-800-772-936. It's a free call. Or text 0401 132 888. Hi, I'm Jimmy Colfax, and this is The Story. We're back with more of Karen Hunt chatting with pharmacist Steve Kennedy, who's sharing his life journey. Before the break, we heard how he became a Christian. Now we're going to hear what happened next in his life, including how he met his wife, Sarah, from Malaysia. And then after that, the next couple of mornings, I think I rang Jeff and said, you know, I sort of made a decision here and, and, he, and he encouraged me, of course. He was going to Wesley Mission at the time, Wesley Mission in Sydney. I went along to that and I became involved for the next few years in, in that church, the International Service in, in Wesley Mission. The International Service. What did that look like? You obviously have a love for other cultures, other nations, internationality. International Service, it was a charismatic service. As you said, lots of uh, nationalities, predominantly, I suppose, from Asia, from China and Southeast Asia, the essence of the international service. And it was, it, as I said, it was charismatic. So it, it had gifts of the Holy Spirit working, evangelistic sort of outreach as well. Was that new to you, having been born and raised in the good old Uniting Church? It was. It was there. I, I was baptised and, uh, you know, water baptised. And it was there also that I got baptised in the Holy Spirit, which was something quite different, obviously, for me, being from that background. That baptism was very important because it, it really solidified what it meant to have a relationship with God through Jesus. So your involvement there lasted, what, a couple of years? It lasted uh, five years. And I just felt at the time, I went through some, you know, sometimes you, you go through a few struggle years with God, and, and that's what I was going through as well, at the t- just near the end of that. And I felt that it was time to go to another church. And in fact, it was a church that my sister was going to. She was uh, exploring uh, faith there. And I went along to that way. It was at uh, North Shore Christian Centre. And uh, there I, you know, I went along there. I, and I was there right through. I met my wife there, Sarah. I was involved with uh, Alpha. They were running the Alpha course, you know, three times a year. So they were really heavily involved. I was heavily involved with Alpha, the Alpha course, which is, people might know what the Alpha course is. It's just an outreach, evangelistic outreach course. And uh, life groups. I became a life group leader there. It was a great place to be. We met lots of great friends, lifetime friends. You mentioned Sarah, and interestingly enough, having been involved with the international people at Wesley Mission, Sarah has an Asian background. She she was born in Malaysia. She's actually Chinese-Malaysian, um, and she grew, grew up in Singapore. Most of her teenagehood, I suppose, in Singapore, and she came out, you know, probably 1990, so she spent quite a bit of time in Australia as well. So I met her there. She came in the door one day and she was actually interested in doing the Alpha course. No, I think I was on the stand at the time, the info stand. And, uh, you know, I got talking to her and just well, our friends for quite a few years. And uh, I think that friendship solidified and 2004 we got married. So you'd already finished your university training by then? Yeah, I was, uh, I was a pharmacist uh, by then. I was doing retail pharmacy mainly. I, was, I got in just around the time we were married, I was doing some hospital work. And, uh, and other things. And then we, we decided, once we got married, we decided to, to have a bit of a, a change in our life in, t- in terms of where we lived. 
went to the Northern Territory, up to a place called Gove, which is in Nullumboy, Arnhem Land. And I was working as a hospital pharmacist up there. And also later on in Catherine. So was, we're both in, we're in the Northern Territory for six years. And it's there we had two lovely kids, Kaizak and Ella. So these kids, well, especially Kaizak, who's, who's now nine, he feels he's a bit of a Territorian boy because he spent most of his life there. So your early married life was definitely a far cry from Sydney City. Yeah? Absolutely. It's the, the back, really the bush. Northern Territory is a completely different place to Sydney. It's isolated, but, uh, you know, you, there's no shortage of friendships you make there. I think you've got to make friendships because there's, you know, the communities are tight. There's lots of great stuff going on there. I mean, I, for example, when I was in Catherine, I actually kicked off a, a soccer competition up there because I thought, well, these, these guys, the young kids at the time, they were playing stuff, you know, soccer on Sunday, but they didn't really have any sort of decent competition. So I thought, let's, let's kick off a competition up there. And so we had, uh, I kicked off a, an eight-team soccer competition in Catherine. And so you can really do, you can, you can really contribute to community there if you want to. So take that back to the leadership camp you're talking about before, hey? Some skills learnt? Maybe. Yeah, I think, yeah, definitely. But also learn over the years in, in you know, being part of what God wants, you know, the, the, the purpose of God in my life and that sort of thing. How did you find being out there your first years of marriage? Was that a good thing or a not so good thing? Would you recommend it or not? Look, I, you know, the first year of marriage are obviously very important and they're not always the easiest, but, you know, because you're working each other out, you're, you're learning to live with one another, you obviously love the person, but you've, you've got to, you know, work together as a team. And, um, but, you know, we had a good support structure and I remember I was always, we always had a, a, like a men's group there, had some lovely passes at the time. Des and, Des and Kay, who I mentioned, went to Catherine after and said past the church over there as well I always had those great people around me and and obviously you know Sarah I myself had those people around us so we we weren't alone but at the same time I remember Sydney we knew was a place was a busy place there's a lot of pressure in a busy place like Sydney there can be a lot of pressure on a new marriage as well so there's a real benefit of being in a place where you can feel more relaxed you know you can still yeah you had a, I had a great job there and Sarah was doing some work as well it was real, you know, and you can spend a lot, of time, lot of time with the kids, and you had quite a few more holidays. I think six weeks holidays compared to four weeks holidays in other states. So we had great family time as well, and we were able to nurture and develop that our relationship, our, our marriage, especially when the kids came along. So you know, I'd, I'd recommend, yeah, for sure, um, if you're going to live in a country town, make sure you have great people around you. So tell us a little more about Sarah. What's her background? What's her thing? Sarah is a lovely person, lovely lady, inside and out. Um, she's got lots of gifts. She's, uh, she's got an accounting background. At the same time, she did further studies in counselling. Quite a contrast. She even did an hours course at the time. She's got a, a real... She's a person with who, when she puts a, her mind to it, she's got a lot... She can... A lot of talent. A lot of gifting. And I really appreciate her for who she is and that she's a great wife of mine who can partner me in, in, um, in the purpose that God's got for both of us in our lives. And together, there's a gifting there in hospitality. Mm. There's a gifting there in bringing people together 
and helping them come to the Lord and helping them to grow in the Lord. Is that a shared vision that both of you had from the beginning or is that something that grew over time? I think I had a, that vision even before I met Sarah, that there's a desire that for people to come to know him, to, to know the Lord and, and also for them to grow. Sarah was in that place as well herself when I first met her. She really had a vision for that as well and I really saw that in her in our friendship that we developed over that period of time and that was really important for me to know that someone's going the same direction as a Christian but still going the same direction as I was in our in, a, in the gifts and ministry that God had given us hospitality um, we both did the Alpha Course she loved the Alpha Course that was a real foundation connected with people in North Shore we had friends who had the same vision and so we had that foundation of friendship and, and connectedness in that church North Shore that was a foundation for what we did later in our marriage and there's strength in like-mindedness hey absolutely and maintaining longevity in friendships growth-centered relationships tell us what was it that took you out of the northern territory and how did you get to the point where you are now within that particular area of ministry you know the reason why we moved from the northern territory was i suppose was a couple of reasons was schooling we wanted the kids to go to a good christian school and there was quite a good christian schools in southeast queensland and i think we've sarah and i thought it was about time to to get out of that you know northern territory lifestyle or life and head to back to the east coast our ministry was always sort of involved with as you're saying having people come along and having seen them grow so when we went to southeast queensland we continued that even at our own home uh, we actually ran a an alpha course to hear the truth in our own home at the same time when we joined a, a church in southeast queensland so our life was sort of a continuation of our still our vision we had people come to the lord uh, even within our first year being in southeast queensland because of that was our heart having our house set up that way we did our, an alpha course at our house for example and we maintained the people who went through that particular course in our house kept our friendships with them and saw them grow whether up or down they're, they're, they're still part of our lives and i think that's for us it's important that people you still you, you, you don't lose contact you still as best humanly possible maintain some sort of connection friendship with the people that god puts in your life whom you impact to maintain the relationships and friendships i think that's really important so what you're talking about is the concept of discipleship really wouldn't you say Absolutely. I think that's the heart of it. The heart of, the heart of discipleship is pretty much what Jesus did. The heart of discipleship is, is loving the friendships, the love that you had for the people around you, desiring them to grow, wanting the best for that person, wanting the best for their life and, and, and their life in God. Really, that's what it's all about. And so today, the stuff we do at church currently is really also based on that. I mean, that's, it, was a, it was a very smooth transition for us. Uh, for us. We, we host a life group at the moment and we have people in that life group who we do that. We, we connect with these guys guys these people and we want to you know we want to see them grow with with our life group leader obviously we want to see them grow and we want to we want to be used god in any any in any way possible for that to happen so steve is this something that you think anybody could do or does it take a special qualified person you know it it's definitely anyone can do this it's just every person in their life needs friendship 
as a Christian, whether you've got a lot of friends or a few friends, you know, friendship's a gift which God brings people into your life. And it's, you know, those people that God brings into your life, they're the people who are there for a purpose. And I think that's really the purpose of it all. When God brings people into your life for a reason, that's where the connection happens. And that's where the ministry starts to flow. So anyone can do this. It doesn't matter, you know, worship leader or, you know, evangelist or whatever, whatever, you know, whatever spiritual gifts people have, if you want to say that, I think this is something anyone can do. Yeah, friendship evangelism is really what, what the heart of this is. It's really loving a person for who they are. And in that relationship and friendship you have with them, they will grow because it's, it's God working in you. Scripture says go into the world and make disciples. You and Sarah are doing a great job, hey? You're not just making disciples, you're making very special friends, friends for life. So I guess right now, to finish off, I'd love to say God bless you and Sarah and Kaizak and Ella and all the people in your circle, in your world right now. Hey, you're doing a great thing. And I pray that he continues to guide you as you look to him for guidance every single day. Thanks, Karen. Appreciate it. That was Karen Hunt chatting with pharmacist Steve Kennedy, who's originally from Baronia Park in Sydney, but now lives in southeast Queensland with his wife, Sarah, who's originally from Malaysia. It was great to hear how God has worked in Steve's life and how he became passionate about seeing people come to the Lord through friendship discipleship. And of course, that is exactly what Jesus told us to do when he said, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. And behold, I am with you always to the end of the age. Well, thanks for joining us for Steve's story. I'm Jimmy Colfax, encouraging you to share your story with someone today. Next time on The Story. I was pretty upset and I was talking and saying, God, you know, are you really real? And do you know what it's like to feel pain? And then all of a sudden I felt these warm drops dropping on my on my head. So here I am, I'm, I'm busting loose, I'm, I'm crying. I'm asking God, are you really real? And here's these warm tears falling on my head. Les Owens is an ex-prisoner and drug addict who's undergone an amazing transformation and is now a travelling street preacher. We'll hear his incredible story next time. The Story. Just another way vision is connecting faith to life. This program is a production of Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, see vision.org.au.